Hey friends, it's Caitlin Vincent and welcome to the Ego Girlfriend Podcast. I'm here to be real, vulnerable and have your back along the way. We're only human and make mistakes, but we are here to support one another, feeling empowered and taking the next step. I'll be joined by some epic guests that will openly share the space to speak their truth. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and I highly recommend you seek professional advice when needed. Are you ready for it? Let's have some fun! <laughs> oh, welcome. I'm so excited for this podcast episode because next to me I have got my mother. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and of course she knows the levels of everything. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Hello. Well, what we've got next to us is we've got a little bit of a, a red wine. So let's do a little bit of a cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <Ka-ching>. cheers. <laughs> I can't. I can't even make the the sipping sounds of it all. Bit of red. Oh, that's nice. So, the thing that we're really celebrating is obviously not because you're my amazing mother and my best friend. We are here on this podcast because you are someone that inspires so many people. And not only our family, but there's so many people out there that are just liberated by what you do. So... Before we go into that, you know, a lot of the time I like to start my podcast with three thing, three things that we're grateful for. Oh my God, that red wine's already hit me already. <laughs> so the three things that I'm really grateful for is obviously the relationship I have with you. I know that a lot of people really vouch for a connection with their mums where they can just openly share and be themselves and I'm so grateful for that. I also am really grateful for the red wine that we're sipping. It's really nice. I needed it after this week. (laughs) And the last thing I'm grateful for is obviously everyone who continually supports my mission with You Go Girlfriend or You Go Bro. So I'm really grateful for those three things. What are you grateful for, Mum? Well, naturally for me um, is my health up the utmost, Um, my beautiful family and being a nanny and most of all just being happy in life. Love that. Being a nanny, how's that been? Very good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the bank balance does look good, but I love it. No, it's it's the best. It just keeps you um keeps me young at heart and just to see that little smile and just doing what I'm doing and just enjoying it. I love that. No, you definitely have just taken on the role so quickly with ease and Ellie is a one lucky girl. She's got a nanny that's just running circles around her, literally. And she's got a wardrobe full. Oh, I love that. So one of the things that was really igniting in, you know, a lot of people's conversations was you have always had such a huge passion when it comes to running. I think the biggest thing is obviously we can talk about the kilometers that you've run, but firstly, where did your passion start for running? Okay. Well, naturally uh, we start from primary school. I always loved my sports wasn't one to be good at maths, spelling, whatever. But no, just always loved, always got athlete of the year and for swimming and was a sprinter, then ventured on to high school and same thing. And then just sort of went from there, from high school um, and then got into the netball and everything. And then with the running, uh, as I got older, I got into sort of state league netball. So I always used to like playing centre because I love running and then sort of virtually got into being med 
Greg as a, at the time and then got into the running even just before him and did have a bit of family. Not nice things happen in my personal family and always been a runner. That sort of helped me get through a lot of things and also going through that part of my life to um, into boot camps and coaches. Had, I've had various uh, lots of coaches and virtually just sort of started. Oh, I always hated cross country at school, always always been a sprinter but then here I am now I'm running a lot of K's but virtually going back to the coaches um, they just inspired me to why don't you start off here start off with those K's and this and it, the K's just got bigger and bigger and I just pushed my um, was just pushing the limit and yeah that's amazing and even to recognize that cross country was not even a, no I a hated it you and I know a lot of people either choose that they're either short or long distance runners so I know myself, I definitely am a short. Well, we're but... going to be doing a little short one. <laughs> um, but one of the things that you did pick up on was obviously you had such a passion, but then people come into your life and things may you know affect it or things might happen. Like I know you just randomly threw out Greg, for those that don't know, that's, how, that's my dad's name. And, you know, did you feel like that there was any blockages that really stopped you or did you feel like that, like, you said before that running was always a passion for you and it got you through things. Was there any challenges that made you stop doing it? Um, look, I'll be honest, over the years, because I'm no spring chicken, I'm 56 now, 57 in December. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Always, for me, it's just not about trying to be the first or whatever. That didn't worry me, but it's just more just keeping my health going where I wasn't in gyms at the time. Um, and I just know I can put a pair of sand shoes on and just start running. But yeah, there were times as the body got older, just aches and things. And through the netball days, like I got the shin splints and that sort of stopped me. But touch wood through injuries, I've done pretty good until a couple of years ago with water skiing. Yes, I ripped my hamstring off my, um, my leg and I actually had my first 50k. And that was about three weeks to the actual event. But I still was like, nah, I can do it. I can do it until my coach said, no, you got to get it stitched up and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, there's been some other hurdles and even up to my 100K where where I had the previous operation, one of my anchors started coming out because of all my training that I was training with my um, girlfriend and where I had to go and get that done, the same thing. It was three weeks to my in first 100K and, yeah, it, but I got through it. And But it's amazing when the body's – what the mind and the body can do to the fitness, the level that I was on, that I – yeah – came through of it and it's if anything it's just what that mind can do when you put it all together you just like threw out your a lot yeah. i know I threw out <laughs> no no you just you just told everyone some of the kilometers insane kilometers that you did which we're going to unpack a lot more into um do you have something special from these special kilometers that you've done oh this is 50 kilometers <laughs> did my little bling bling yeah I love it. So, obviously... And? Oh, she's got more. Merchandise. GP would like that. And my 50K jumper. Love it. hoodie. Absolutely. Got to get all the merch. Because I'm pretty sure the amount of people that could say to themselves on their resume, oh, yeah, I've just ran 50K. Oh, yeah, I've just ran 100K. Like, that is just an enormous amount of time. Mm. And... I know that being the supporter along the, you know, sideline, being up for the amount of hours that you were running for those whole events, it's, you know, we say it's huge. I I feel like from our perspective, we're just the spectators. Yeah. It's, 
you that went through it. And I think a lot of people really want to hear more about what got you to the point. Because obviously it wasn't just straight away you did 50Ks or 100Ks. What got you to the point of actually doing these ultra trails? Yeah, look, to get to... To get started at the ultra trails, I was always like a road runner and like doing your half marathon around the city and all those sort of things. And it just got to the stage where my coach at the time at my boot camp said, why don't you, um, this event came up, the UTA, before I just did my hamstring. And I thought, well, I don't know anything about trail running. And okay, I started, because um, I used to always like going through the bush, because as a kid, when I was growing up, I used to go to my Auntie Jones down in Wollongong, and I used to always love going bushwalking come out with so many leeches but that was the least of the worry but it was just how I loved mother nature and then that's when I started to go run like trail running and learn a bit about it and then I started went on a, a trail um camp up at um Blue Mountains with um a girl called Hannah Austin and just learned a bit more about it and that's how that because I was actually signed up for it I just thought well I'm gonna try this he said go for it my coach and I said all right so I signed up so look I've signed up for that that K that you you know we're looking at doing and he helped me get through it and did the camp and, yeah, that's how it sort of unfolded. Mm. I feel like you kind of, as you said, you started off, are you parched? Do you need a drink? <laughs> Go for it. Just gotta, just gotta She's like, wet the lips, just talking. <laughs> baby, professional. You, gotta oh, wet, you don't have the... to be very professional. I no, know I'm not. a lot of people in here know Nettie New and she's all just, you know, got fun. Got to keep the lips hydrated. 100% and red wine's the best way to do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that obviously you do road running as like your beginning phase and then yeah. you obviously went to the mountains. What did you notice between the difference? Like what was, you know, the benefits of road running compared to the benefits of mountain? Well, with road running, naturally it's a lot more harder on your body Um, and I always invest in my sand shoes, not in high heels. And also with road running, you are running, not so much because where we live, we're in sort of an estate so I can run into the bush but on road, but you've got cars going. So you're getting the pollution from cars and we're in the bush. All right, yes, I know it's the unevenness and it's up and down, rocks, um, but the views that you would get out in the mountains and also when you want to go to the toilet a little bit different when you're on the road but when you're in the bush at least you can duck off and say hello to skippy while he's looking at you while you're just backing it out and but it's just yeah you're just in a a whole forest or whether wherever you are in the trail and um yeah i go all time all seasons at the time of the year and yeah we that's yeah pretty much yeah i feel like so many people will do, you know, the events to have a goal or an outcome. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a lot of medals involved, but I feel like there's more to the the run than just receiving the medal. Or is that something that is really, you know, a motivator? Uh, look, I'll be honest with as far as the medals, um, for me, it's just to get from A to B from your start to finish. Not a lot to do it in certain times. I know the one I just did three weeks ago, I did wanted to get under... In just before dark and just under the 10 hours. But no, for me, it's just that training lead up to it, especially because it just keeps me, all right, I've got this event. So I'll keep, it just keeps me fitness, keeps me mind, keeps me healthy going and, and keeps me good looking in my seven piece cosy. You have to think about that one. <laughs> I was like, where's that? With the toe? No, well, well, which toe are we talking about? <laughs> But um, no, it just that all aside. Like I'm no, I'm I'm no, I'm I am an athlete, but I'm not like a professional athlete. 
but uh, it just keeps me keeps me going on the track and just keeps me mentally and physically focused. Even in my seven piece cosy. I love it. I had to try and like hold my laughter and going, Oh god, you make me laugh so much. Training. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. And I know that everyone was impacted some way when it came to COVID. And I know that that really um, stopped you for obviously events were cancelled. So you had to really hustle and bustle and get your brain to still keep going. And I feel like it's like the level of like Olympic trainers where they just, you know, have to keep the consistency going. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is training like for these types of events? Well, I mean, for those guys, yeah, the Olympics, like they're just the next. I take my hat off to them because they're training for an event that's like four or five years down the track or whatever it is, where for us, for what I did, like especially with that, the 100K, like naturally we had the COVID and I signed up to it because both me and my girlfriend, we signed up for it and I thought, right, let's go for it. So pretty much going through that before COVID hit it, um, we were tra- up the mountains every Thursday. I was with my coach on a Monday, Jim, with him face-to-face. Tuesday was Jim and mind you, I was on a strict nutrition and yes, alcohol. We had to start with vodka and soda then it virtually went to gin and tonics like I persevered with that but yeah it's just a lifestyle change and yes I am the party person and I used to say because I had to fill in my charts for when I started all this you know had to write down weigh myself every day write what I eat and like even times I'd be like if I catch up with Windsor Downs group it'll be like Oh yeah, I had a meat pie, but I wouldn't put it in my diary because I just think, <laughs> no, I want to have fun. I want to have a, I want to have that ice cream. I want to have this. So it was. It took him a while. Like he's, he used to shake his head a lot at me because I'd be saying I'm having this and that, but it did affect me what was going into my body to when I'm up there in the mountains and push because I'm pretty much was running every day except for the Fridays and oh, yeah, pretty much every day except for Friday and Tuesday and Mondays. But just when I had the bad food come in, it affected me going up there. But at least I always think, oh, well, I'm going to lose it out there and sweat it out. So, um, but, but I did that for a while, but then really knuckled it in and I was off the grog for a while and lost a lot of weight. But when the COVID hit, and it was like, oh, no, no, I was I was devastated. I went, we trained so hard myself and Nadia, who's my girlfriend, where now she's gone on to the next level. She's running in France in a couple of months, but she's the next level. That's another scenario. I call her the jelly bean. <laughs> but then, yeah, with the COVID, that hit, and then we, we put it off to October, which because um, our runs are normally in May, so I put it off to October. And then I'm like, no, because that's sort of going to be warm and to run around 100 k's. Up there, I know the weather and also snakes, not that I haven't been brought up in the farm on snakes, but also, so I deferred it to the following year, but that, which gave me more time to get them mentally, physically, and yeah, pretty much like an Olympic person, uh, not that I was, but just at that sort of level, not to that peak, but just, I was ready. Oh, you definitely don't have to play it down, mum, you still that athletic ability to be able to achieve that, because... No way would I be able to achieve that. Yeah. <laughs> so you, for the commendation of your age and to be able to achieve that is really just blown out of the park amazing. Yeah, so no, thank you. That's definitely something that oh, I myself look up to and I know a lot of people that followed either the stories or the posts and they always just known you as being the runner. Like yeah. even we would have big parties and you'd run the next day and yeah. we're like you gotta be kidding me we're having yeah. to be because i think that's my way of sweating out the grog in your system <laughs> didn't might not be like you know not like big k's might be just a five or six but i come back and just felt good well everyone's in, got their head in the toilet <laughs> oh you've had your head in the toilet sometimes <laughs> yeah well anyway that's life <laughs> I, 
I think the amazing part is you obviously present life to say that you don't always have to really cut down the diet. Obviously, there's a time and a place for it. And there's still time to enjoy life. And you're always being someone who has a really good balance of both. Like you really modeled that there is still a way of cutting back and saying no. And there's a way that you can still have your diet where there's just a bit of fun because there's so much stress and mental capacity that it takes to be able to do these types of events. Yeah. So I feel like we need to also promote people that it's as long as you've got a healthy balance between the two. That's the biggest thing. We all like to have a drink, whether you, whatever sort of liquid, but at the same time, it is that balancing where I never drink from Monday to Friday and just try and eat good to what I can. But yeah, look, if I slip up, it's not, it's not the bees and zens or like I know I can lose it out there with the K's that I'm doing. But and I didn't want to put that pressure on me too early. It was more getting closer to the event. Then it was like I had my coach like, right, let's back up. Let's get these meat pies off this chart or let's mm-hmm. not be going to sleep at three or four o'clock in the morning, which he was mortified, which I felt like ka-ching. <laughs> <laughs> And I know, it's, yeah, it's like navigating ship, which I wouldn't know how to do. But it's just, yeah, going through that level, it's like, right out, we're on this track now. We've got to just pull up slumps of everything. Mm. And you mentioned about coaches and running partners and communities that you've sort of come apart with. Because some people might even just be running on their own. What did you find the, the difference it made when you were part of the community that you went to the camps with yeah. and the coaches that you had like what made the difference in your running ability when you started doing those things okay going back to when I started to the, my first the 50k run back in 2013 just before I did the hamstring and I did that running camp it just gave me more of a an awareness understanding meeting people because I've always been a solo runner always been a solo runner because that's just how it was and because when I was growing up I used to run around mum and dad's property um, with the cows and sheep and even have the cows chase me and jump over a barbed wire fence, which, thank God, I didn't I didn't mind doing hurdles at primary school and high school, but I just got over there um, to, what was I saying? Where are we up to? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm having a sip of wine. Yeah. Um, I was trying Don't to... spray. <laughs> the thing I was trying to really enhance in is when people are training... And obviously running is quite an investment yeah. tool. Having coaches and communities, what oh, yeah, has that yeah, done yeah. for your running? Yeah, so we go from being a solo to that to pretty much um, when I got a bit more serious. That's when I sort of got into the boot camps and then just that connection and they all knew me as the runner, the fast runner, and then sort of that led on to all those other events to I joined it up with our local running club and the guy that runs it, he's like an Australian runner and he's a trail runner. So they're all trail. So that was that trail running community. And, but a lot of them, and then I met the girlfriend through one of his training camps, which that's what I trained with my girlfriend who lives at Watson Bay, Nadia. And she was just, it was just beautiful. Um, It's like the country bunking to the, the, the Watson Bay girl and yeah, for two years, two and a half years, when I first met her at the training camp, it was funny because she was telling me her hubby's a plastic surgeon and I like, didn't know a bar, bar of soap of her. And I said to my girlfriend at the time, I said, oh, no, Watson Bay's um, girls, she's um, hubby's a plastic surgeon. That's why she looks good. But little, little bit did I know she was the same age as me, training up for the, the 100K event. 
and we just got on like a house of fire. Like even first time when I started running with her, I thought, wow, this is going to be interesting because I'm just a country bunkian and she's a, a city girl. But once I started farting, she farted. So, yeah, it was – we had a beautiful connection and we were just there for the whole time and it was just, just – it was the best training of my life. I miss her dearly, but she was at my finish line for the 50 out of the blue. Um, she rang me halfway down – in my 50k run that I just did I'm um, just to see where I was up to and yeah it's just it's just a beautiful nature but now I'm back to just happy I do miss her but she's gone on more and beyond when lifestyles are different where um I'm just happy with what I've done and yeah being a nanny but at the same time yeah just back to being me solo uh runner and drinker <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I, was holding breath. <laughs> I was holding my breath um I want to reiterate that when you said you miss her. She's still around. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And that obviously one. We thing, just don't catch up as much. Yeah, now. no, that's all good. One of the things that you chucked in there was just throw it all in, like <laughs> bag of popcorn. Yeah. I, I love it because I know all the stories behind it. But when you talk about <laughs> you connected through farting. Um, oh yeah. Well, I'm like the big, <laughs> and she's like. Eek. You called yourself the, what did you call yourself, the trumpet? Or something? Oh, it's a trumpet. Like, that's what she says. Oh, that's a, that's a good one, Nettie, because my nickname's Nettie. Nettie, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> trumpet. And she'd just be like, Oh, <laughs> best part about it is you get me in stitches. I'm but... too hard to go in the bush and go. <laughs> <laughs> just drop on the You're right there, Nettie. Yes, I'm all right. <laughs> I just can't get down because my legs are a bit stiff after 45 Ks. Where are we up to? <laughs> Um, but that's the best part about it is you really can't judge a book by its cover because no. No. what you've been able to insinuate, but the best part about it is you both are just genuinely being your own selves and you've been able to connect in such a way and you just go, oh yeah, oh, that's Nettie. Oh, that's just Nadia. Like you just know, but it's really empowering even when she was at that finish line, oh, God, yes. just yeah. seeing that your face lit up despite the whole day of running you just love the connection that you've been able to yeah. find from that. And I just think people in sports can really find, yeah, whether it's running or whatnot, can really find some really close connections because they're ignited by the same passion yeah. that they have. So I found that it's so special that, you know, obviously friendships that come from it as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, she's a very special person and always still is and will be, even though we don't catch up and we just had that she's just a very inspiration woman and a very strong minded she's had you know a time in her life where the running got her virtually going and where she's up, where she's up to now but yeah she was in a very dark couple of eight uh, spaces or whatever you say that stages of her life and now she's just up and beyond and um to you know she's just a very inspiration person and just yeah it's like twiddle dee twiddle dum <laughs> watson bay and the the grumper Grandpa. 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 <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this nice and loud. Um, <laughs> one of the things that obviously you touched on was obviously the community and obviously connections with people that you found. What is it like to have a coach in this field? Because I know you've gone through obviously different coaches and yeah. all have given their own benefits and pros and cons, but obviously ultimately it comes down to you who yeah. does it, but obviously what does a coach do to help your mindset, your training? 
Okay, well, I'm going back to our my boot camp days where I had Marty, and like he was, he's an ambulance guy, and he was just being male, being like always encouraging, and just like because I I never used when I started running like the the half marathons like um the God what is it called uh, Sydney Morning Herald whatever it is those ones I never used to eat. I used to have my little little bottle of endurance and I used to run with that and he said, no, you can't run, run for two hours from not eating. Where even on the 50K run I just did, I had a guy that was not eating the whole time and I just mm. I don't understand that. But anyway, so I go from him to him just encouraging, not a lot of understanding about it where I had a Mick, my coach, who's that was the one where I had to weigh. It was very like my, it was like going to church, sit down, bow, weigh yourself, you know, write things in, meat pie, you're going to get in trouble for that. It was that whole concept to I to as we because he knew like he trained a lot of top athletes and ones that represented you know our our country Australia and to where what I was going through it actually inspired him to go and do his first fifty k run he did it naturally being a fitness guy but he did it in six hours whatever I think it was six or seven hours the fifty k and he was just overwhelmed so it opened up a new can of worms for him where that I got more structured with him and since then I'm with another guy, more just for the, the weights and all that side of it. But there are all these guys, I do prefer to train with guys because they do push push me and they're just more tough and strong and, look, they're all lovely. And But, yeah, for, at the end of the day, doesn't matter what the coach it is, it's just how I take it in. Like, yes, I got in trouble from Mick um, with my meat pies and that, but I just thought, ah, oh, stuff it, like... At the end of the day, I'm I know what I've got to do because it's not like it's my first. If it's your first time, yeah, it's a bit different because you've got to physically and mentally have that body. Like it's like when your car gets tuned, you can't have half of the wheels hanging off or out of oil, or you've got to have that whole car in tune. And if it's not a hundred percent, you know, right, you might need to top up a bit more. So that's how my my body was leading up to that hundred. It was ready, raring to go. Mm. And it's interesting because... Was that a good answer? That's a great answer. Okay. Good job, Mum. <laughs> My passing the test? <laughs> You're passing the test. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like it's interesting. Also, thank you for having me aboard the, your cruise. Oh, aboard. Yeah. We're on a cruise ship now. Yeah. <laughs> on the fun, fair star fun ship. <laughs> I love it. One of the things that's interesting is, obviously, whether it's meat pies, whether it's alcohol... Yeah. Whatever we had is. a meat pie the other night too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You can. It was a healthy one. <laughs> yeah, it probably was a good one. But one of the things that was interesting is, you know, you, you can talk about all these things about food and diet and exercise, but your headspace yeah. is the number one thing. And, you know, the thing I find really fascinating is you do not run with music. No, no. I did actually take that back. I did for the 100. And that was like 1 o'clock in the morning, on a Sunday morning, uh, what they call the Queen Victoria building. That was, I only had another, um, the 22 Ks to go. And, but we, we did program it, not me. We did program my little phone with the earphones because I just thought I knew after what, two and a half years training. And even my coach said to me, you know, when you get there, don't have coffee with milk, don't have this chocolate. So what did I do? I had coffee with milk. I had chocolate. I had my noodles, which I always do. And we put the music on and it was the best thing because it just, it was like I was the road runner. Now the road runner, the chooky thing, what do you say? Beep, beep. I was like that, beep, beep, get the, the chooking out of the way. <laughs> oh, you can swear it's all good. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of the way. I'm coming. I'm on the home straight. Woo! <laughs> no, we were very excited to give you that um, playlist because we actually created that 
in advance. Yeah, but, but normally I don't. No. I don't. And I don't. Why? Because I like to. I think it's just something I've. Well, now with technology, now you've got all these things. But even Nadia I used to run with. She used to always drop them. I think, and they're not cheap. Those things. I think stuff that. But no, I. It's just me taking in the awe of the views, the smell of Mother Nature, and just yeah, just being amongst it. But also, I think also being brought up in the farm. Been in the bush, just hear of a sliver of a snake, just hearing anything. You hear things more. Um, and when you're out in the trails, you know, if you're hearing cars come past, I think it's just that awareness because there, I am a solar runner. And when you're out there, whether, in, whether it's 40 degrees or this time of the year, um, I, I want to be in awe to what I'm hearing in case of an emergency. Mm. Oh, definitely safety is like 100%. Yeah. But what is interesting is what's then going through your mind? Yeah, you can have a sip. What's going through your mind during that process? Like, is it, do you find that there's a calming time? Do you find that there's like, it's consistently going? Like, what is it that happens with your mind during that time? Okay, with with the mind when I'm out there training to how the weeks led up to, like Thursdays were always my big runs. And sometimes, yeah, the Sundays too. And the mind would be going through, okay, we didn't have a good sleep. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that last night. To also okay, feeling a bit heavy and it, uh, the feet are feeling a bit funny or whatever. It's just all, it's fine-tuning. It's like when you start that car of a morning. It's just like fine-tuning, just get flushing out all that, that sort of stuff. Too. Once I do get into a bit of a rhythm to whatever, you'll start thinking, normally I'll have my mum and dad or my sister, the, the, the four members of my family that sometimes will come in or have these little birds that and I always think, oh, that's dad around or to just family members or my little granddaughter Ellie to or just to okay I've got this event coming up we're going to do this or there'll be days like I'm like the mind could be absolutely oh god just the the slightest little little pain or something and it'll be like okay I've got to straight away stop fix that up or whatever or when I'm eating I walk and just take in there's a there's a lot that goes through the mind or there could be just nothing just taking it in and look forward to getting back to the car and going right once I get back there and then going out that night for dinner, like there's always these sort of rewards. And like with the 50K, with all my big runs, I always have something written on my left hand. Always used to be my mum or my family's or like fun or going away, just little things like this. With this year, I had little Ellie. And the reason why I had little Ellie, because it's just like I didn't want to have any the past with family members. I just wanted Ellie and fun and I can't remember good times or something because yes, there was a lot of things happening afterwards. But with Ellie, she's the what I've gone through, she's my little guest of um guest guest, what do you say? Like gift of yes. fresh air, like a little flower. She's beautiful, little smiles, her little just everything. And it was just my little inspiration. But even still with that fifty K run, that all went because during that run it was a little bit more of a battle of survival in my mind because I had a bit of a foot that wasn't happy, um, not that it's it was all right, but it was a bit of a love-hate relationship. And even leading up to the, the 50 for this one, because there's been having a daughter get married, there's a lot of things going up leading up to it. To, yeah, poor Tashi, they came back from the honeymoon and her hubby got sick and it was not good and came over. And then poor little one had needles and, and had a reaction. We had to get the ambulance. So this was like a couple of days prior to the, the event. And I was exhausted, just... On the day, I was exhausted and Katie knows because she was with me the Friday night. I was just in awe of myself. I felt like I was going to be sick. I know I do get nervous, but this is just the next level. And there's a lot. Of, I have had a lot of love-hate relationship leading up to this event because it was just, yeah, but it's just that mind and you know it's got to be done. you just got to 
stop whinging and get on and do it. Mm. And, you know, there's so much that goes on, not only in the event, mm. the pre-event, yeah. the lead up. And it's so important that we always know that that week leading up to it, our family is like prepared. We're like, right. Yeah, because I did say it to, I said to hubby, I said, no, not so much you, because you know what goes on. But I said to hubby, look, the leading up to a couple of, at least, at least that week of that event, I just want it to be nice and calm. Never exist. Nice and calm. No. That's when Tashi and Bubby, and I'm, Tashi knows this. I don't mean to take, but it's just, as a mum, I just, and the nanny, we had to do what we had to do because, and, but that's where that mind still got me through it. Even though the last 22 Ks of my run, I knew this foot was not happy, but I just thought, suck it up and just had to keep pushing because I do not have a did not finish thing on any of my events. So, yeah, that's amazing. The best part about it is that they've got all those sweepers and people that, yeah, I had, it was one event course. where I was out at noons, uh, the marathon, and that was a, yeah the so-and-so thing, and i never forget it halfway at 21K because, like, at Lifco, and it was like, oh, I don't know, minus two. It, the car had all lice on it, and we're out there. Like, it was nice, and we're standing there near a fire, and it was just straight away you just had to run up this goat's trail, which wasn't much of a goat's trail. And I'm like, holy dooly. It's like, you know, loop the loop and around. Oh, here we go a bit more. We're dipping going down here. Oh, but I think the trail goes there. I oh, know there's a sheer cliff. So it was... And once I came over that whole Mount Everest event to come back down to where we had to run through the noons where the glowworms are, I don't know if you know, it's out near Lifco, to I said to Greg, I said, nah, I'm done. And he goes, nah, keep going. And I gave him the filthiest look. I should have given him the bird, but but I did it. But I had the sweepers before, behind me. And, um, they, you know, and that was driving me nuts because I knew, okay, I'm obviously the last person. Wow. And then also I'm like, okay. I said, guys, keep going. I go, no, no, no. You have, have, have I still got time? They said, yeah, you've still got about, you know, 15, 20 minutes before, you know, um, to get there. So, which I was getting close to the finish. But just to have that and like my coach, the, my first boot camp coach said, I got through it. I got, yeah, did it. But he said, now the fact that you had trouble that, you've got to do it again to get over that. And I said, no way, no way. No, I don't need to prove anything and I just moved on. So Yeah, it's like once you've sort of taken that challenge and struggle, you're yeah. like, okay, Yeah, I've experienced it. I've I got my medal. To... Yeah. yeah. See that's it. I'd say I've got the medal. I don't need to go back there. Yeah. I no. didn't get a T shirt. Actually I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They did send it out to me. Wrong size. Good. I'm glad you got some. Pamela Anderson, from... eat your heart out. <laughs> I think interestingly enough, you talked about injuries. And, you know, injuries come and go. Yeah. And what is obviously, you've obviously had them, but what are some of the things that you've done to help you get through it? Like whether it's going Meat through... pies, alcohol. <laughs> hey, that's one way. <laughs> obviously there's like physios, there's yeah. sort of beauty treatments you can sort of do. What are some of the treatments or tips that you could also give to people that are listening that are runners that have injuries that are like no, oh i need to see this i need to do that the, look depending on to the degree of what your injury is and naturally as a runner to i mean look even saying this to a person that's not a runner that's just likes to walk and they roll their ankle to whatever naturally i always say go and get checked out see your professional people and ask them okay what's the the prolong how long can I not be doing running or walking or whatever so you go through all that but just always seek your medical advice to do what they tell you which is always a an issue in my department because I sort of go yeah radio put your foot up but even I'm like well that's fine but can I still ride a bike or can I even my hamstring can I 
the day we got home with my hamstring from the operation. Um, I'm starting to walk up the hallway without the crutches because I thought, oh, I feel all right. The unknown that the surgeon said, you don't realise what you're doing. But to get through whatever injury, it's just really listen to what your body's doing. And, and this is coming from me, who's very hard to be told what I'm supposed to do, to um, really just take that time to whether you've got to ice it, elevate it, all right, do some swimming or just do some ab workout, weights, upper half, depending on what, what injury you've got. But you just got to really listen, and and as you get older, like me, like even with this foot at the moment, yeah, I'm, it's like I'm like a, an elephant in a mouse's cage, where it's like it's I've never had a done a running event where I've come out with an injury, never in my mm. entire life. Just got a little bit of a blister, and naturally the body feels stuffed, and look forward to that. Used to be the Bundy, used to always have a Bundy after my runs, but oh. God live them, I haven't had them for a while, but um. Yeah, you just got to really listen to your body and just do what you can so you can be that stronger and better for when you're back out there. Mm. Yeah, you definitely don't rest a lot, but no, no. that's a good thing because you're showing that you're actively trying to keep yourself going. But obviously when there is an injury, you know, you're trying to find solutions. Yeah. And but also my body's got a lot of arthritis in it too, from all my sporting to my... oh. I'm a black belt too. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> so, or, or no, you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are too. Yeah, yeah. But I got it first. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, but all like yeah, from the netball days to like uh, karate days, like the, just the arthritis, and it is renowned in my family. But just I, my body, my physio said to me, "You've got to keep your body going, not to be out there running 100 k's or whatever, but just physically." And that's why I do what I do. I want to keep my goal is to run, keep running to 80. Might not be the 100 k's, but to live to 100. So that's Nettie's story. I found it really fascinating when you actually went and got red light on your oh, yeah. injuries. Just so for the hundred. What sort of what was given or information was provided to you about all that? Okay, I think uh, with the red light, I don't know how that all came up, but um, my physio. That's thing. That's why it pays to have good like your good like coaches, depending on what you do for your your weights to your physio to get that good. Um, top quality information from those coaches to he said that and when I used to go and have a facial they I think they had the red lights or heard about them and he said look what you can get I oh, know because he talked about a place near um, where his uh, business is and he said look that yeah they do red light it'd be great for your injury and I just said I've got this 100k I'll do anything so I rang this place up and said look can you just book me in so every week I was booked in yeah three weeks is the 100k and was having laser, um, laser um, on where my hamstring was. And if anything, it, it actually helped. It really helped. So um, you just got to fine-tune, ask all those questions to your professional person when you are in injury. What, what's just what, what's the best I can do? I, I really want to – because my um, physio knows I'm an impatient little pup, but he's that sort of person where he know, – because he knows I'm one of his, I don't know, athletes there and – and I just, I'm not one that likes to just be doing nothing. So You don't like to dick around. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting for those people that don't know what we're talking about with the red light. It's literally, if you go to go get a facial or it's this red light LED That's it, yeah. light that goes over the top. And it That's really, why it looks so beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> and it helps the, obviously, the information in sort of the area there, you're yeah, working on. Yeah. Yeah. So it just sort of helps really send and signal down to Get it. the information down. So yeah. that's for anything. I mean, it's good for the face, naturally. That's how I've always renowned. But then I didn't realise it's great for the legs. Or just, sorry, for whatever injury or whatever, for the you know, what's going on. Yeah. And the interesting part is, you know, 
you've done so many Ks. Could you guess a number of how many you've done in total? Over all my entire life? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that wouldn't be... Um, oh, God, I, I don't know. <laughs> it probably might be... It'll be in the hundred thousands yeah. somewhere. Like, I, not I, like hundreds, like probably 600. Yeah. Look, we're guessing here, but... Yeah, I know. Like, a lot. For... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know it wouldn't be a million, because that's just like... No, nah, that's nuts. Um, I don't know. I really... And because I've changed watches um, and, like, with Strava and all these um, your technology that capture all that, yeah, I don't know. I know it would be a lot of Ks. Mm. And it's interesting you brought up Strava. So, obviously, that's an app that helps connect with other people that yeah. are doing runs and you can get – I think you did, like, a – Kudos. <laughs> a, yeah, what? kudos. <laughs> kudos Arena. <laughs> a little, Hello. A little tick. I got a tick. <laughs> no, but you could do even, like, little events. Like, you got this – what was it, the queen or a dinosaur event that you did? Like, Oh, yeah, that Jurassic was lockdown, Park? wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the, what do you call it, the virtual runs. Yeah. But I don't know, but yeah, I did do the run. Yeah, it was a 5K run. And I, I love, see, I love Jurassic Park. God, I love that movie. Love it. And they had, um with obviously, COVID, and they had, like, the Jurassic Park. Yeah, they had the Jurassic Park 5K. And I went, right, I'm going to do that. So, and I, I got the T-shirt and I got the medal, Jurassic Park. And it was just for running a, 5, a 5K, but you had to do it um, virtual. And then the other one was, um, what did you say? The other, I don't oh, the know, Queen's. The Queen, yeah. yeah, the Queen, because I like the Queen. God love her. May she rest in peace. And so I got I got a Queen's sort of medal or something. Yeah, so it was just little funny things. Yeah, I think that I, it connects so many people around the world now, having yeah. these communities where... That's the best thing about technology, is it? Yeah, with the Strava. So, and yeah, look, it's just, it just puts, I mean, naturally, you add your friends who you like or people, it's a worldwide thing. So they see what you're doing and you can put your photos, whatever, and it just keeps a record of what you're doing. And I don't know, Strava might be able to, but I wouldn't be able to go as far as what it, when I did start, because just change the technology. But it's just an interesting little apparatus. Yeah. And I know that you've had one moment where you watch, hasn't worked and then you weren't able to upload the runs those yeah. big runs that you've done yeah because it's all like oh no <laughs> excuse me <laughs> but it's like oh no because it's all it's because by the come because you, you're strap your runs start from monday to sunday and by come sunday you know i want to see how many k's i've done it's like it's like a big tick and you know so people can go oh look at you, all your friends go wow you've done about 70 k oh you've done 80 so it's just like, no, nah, come on, connect, connect. <laughs> I think you've even done like a yoga class. But it oh, yeah. But yoga looks like, what the frig are you doing? Because I just programmed it in and it looks like I'm just getting there, holding me watch going, yep, like like a little kid learning to draw. And I thought, well, that looks stupid. <laughs> uh, that's the best part about it is obviously things happen, but you can still have a laugh about it. And that's what I love about no matter what, you've always been someone who – not only takes the mickey out of it, but you can also have such a headstrong mindset yeah. when it comes to something that you hold dearly to yourself. And that's just such an inspiring thing to to see and to have on board. So. Yeah, no, thanks. But no, I'm, I, I, I'm like, not, what's that word? I'm a very passionate with what I do. I'm very caring about my, my loved ones and my friends that are around me and, um, you know, I can push myself out to the bit, out to the limits, but at the same time, I do have this big caring heart, and just I love having fun because life is too short, 
and you never know what's around the corner and from my immediate family to my family and and this is what I do and I'm not saying that everyone go out there and start running but look I just say long as you're just moving whether it's walking swimming yoga whatever because you know you gotta look after our health and yeah like a little drinky or a little meat pie or whatever now and then at the moment because I'm in my lull because after my run Caitlin keeps running away from me (laughs) because well you know I just like to have a little a little bit of naughty food and yeah just enjoying life and here it is it's winter and I I um it's funny I'm gonna just really I'm not trying to promote alcohol but with my with my um 100k because I'm um, get my red wine from up the Hunter Valley and it's yeah it's hope hope estate it's a cracker and it is a cracker because that's the name it's cracker now because I was in strict training and I have got about and I get it I think twice a year and I've got about four or five cartons lined up in my storeroom so now I'm very hopefully enjoying them all so (laughs) there you go let's hope that uh, they sponsor us for this as well yeah I hope I do too and I've got the hope (laughs) t-shirt they haven't got a hope but actually they do do a run I think I think so, yeah, Hope is um, Hunter Valley uh, Winery. Red wine, red, you know, red wine. <laughs> um, one thing I actually did want to quickly touch on before we start to wrap things up was... Aww. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure there'll be more things to come. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the backpack. Oh, yeah, our so, um, running packs. Yeah, I feel like, obviously, some people will just do certain lengths for training. They won't need a backpack because they're just doing certain kilometres. But... When it comes to your backpack, like your one was huge the last run. But yeah, I know. I know. I, oh. <laughs> what is obviously, what goes in it? No, the 100K was. Yeah, uh, true. What, well, you had. Because we yeah. have always with these, like the 1500, um, oh, like in the 22, look, this is the UTA, but you've always got to have mandatory stuff because with the Blue Mountains, the climate, the weather changes, if you get injured or someone's injured, you've just got to have mandatory. Plus, you've got all your, your gels, your water, your food and all that. So, yeah, it's just compulsory. You've got to, in these events, you've got to run with your um, running packs. And, um, no, not not I had me bloody meat pies in my back. <laughs> I imagine that. <laughs> but, um, no, it's just a mixture of, because I, like, with the nutrition that I'm, I have when I'm out there running, as most runners do know, you've got your gels to whatever, but I have my sandwiches. I couldn't find one of my sandwiches. I was going to have a chicken, but I knew that would have got lost somewhere there. But it's just, you've just got a variety. And with our aid stations, you've got bits and pieces of food. But I, I love running with my running pack. And like for this one, I ran with my poles because the towards the end of my run, 50K, I um I just needed the poles because it was like up and down, like um San Francisco going up and down the loop-de-loop. Was it San Francisco? I don't know where the hell it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> It was just, yeah, it was huge. But I did a pre-run before the, the event with this little thing that held, um, held my poles, a quiver, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to um, hold my poles. So, But I, I'm used to running with a pack. So when I do my shopping from Woolies and I come back like I've been like the donkey, before me, I'm just used to carrying things, even though I've got a bunged up wrist. That's for my little granddaughter. Don't worry, the body's cracking a bit. But it's all good. <laughs> so obviously water... Is in uh, yes, just showing the medal now, which is nice and gold. And actually, we'll go back to the backpack in a second. But what what did you do after the hundred k? What did you wear? Uh, what? Well, I hadn't. We, we went to brekkie. Oh yeah, yeah. I wore the like yes, naturally the next day because I I hadn't had any sleep. I I was awake from let me see. I only had bugger all sleep that Friday night, so I was awake at four o'clock that morning. So I was awake from four o'clock with only three hours sleep that night before. 
uh, wake at four o'clock that Saturday morning and didn't go to sleep till Sunday night. So once I came across the finish line on the Sunday morning at quarter past six, pretty much went back, had a shower and just on a high, thought, let's go have brekkie. Tash and Kyle want to have time to themselves. That's where they might have, you know, woo <laughs> <laughs> And um, I went to brekkie. I wasn't hungry, but I was just like this. I got my 100K medal and, yeah, I was just stoked. <laughs> it was breakfast for champions, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, and I'm yeah. looking around, look at me, man, fuck her bitches. <laughs> I'll I'll got, I got my 100K oh, beach, I'm going, oh, yeah, there's another one. <laughs> oh, God, you did 22. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, obviously, anyway. it was such a proud no. moment and, you know, the 100K... Yeah was not only you had your backpack and obviously like I was trying to say before you had running pack. your oh yeah running pack sorry yeah. not backpack but you obviously had your water but you obviously had your Vegemite sandwiches and your chicken and your electrolytes sort like of. your gels and like like all all sort of running products like your biscuits to yeah just yeah a lot of um yeah bars but these are like running bars um yeah, just you, um, the electrolytes, whatever they, the two, glu- um, glucose, what is it, glucose, that one? <laughs> Sugar. Like you say, you're uh, a bit professional. No, the glucose. Glu- like, like a jelly bean, but one you get yeah. from the chemist, those sort of things. You just go have a, ro- it's like Nadia, God love Nadia, when she's, when she's out there running around down the city, like they call her the canteen lady, because she's always got the mixtures, and that's how you've got to be, you've got to have a mixture, not that I'm like her, but you just got a variety because that tummy, you just don't know, the tummy can just like, nah, don't like this. I even had little packets of chips when I was at aid stations and just, you know, you just got to have variety spice in that running pack because when the tummy's like, now nah, I've had enough of sugary stuff, I want something savoury. Even though there'd be times when I'm out there training and I'm like, oh yeah, KFC would be nice or I'll make pie. Like when I used to go to Laura, we used to come into Laura when we are on our training days and I go, now nah, I feel like a meat pie or KFC. She goes, oh God, Neddy, you're very... um. You're very sugary or salty today or gassy. And I go, yeah, but that's what I'm feeling like, yeah. You do love your salt. Oh, I do. I know, I know, I know. Well, anyway. <laughs> yes. You're talking about the aid stations. Yep. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, so the aid stations are, uh, for those that don't know, it's pretty much like if I've uh, come up to, say, in the 50K, come up 17K, which is at uh, Lura, the Fairmont Resort, and they have your aid stations where right, you can top up your water, you can top up your um, electrolyte drinks to what they have there, um, to your lollies, uh, chips, and you can go to the toilet. It's the best place to go to the toilet instead of squatting because it just gives you a little break sitting on the toilet going, <laughs> to, um, yeah, so it just gives you a bit of variety. But I always still don't really, if anything, I'll just grab me chips or top up water because I have my own stuff because I don't want to have something that's like, nah, I don't want to have that. And if it upsets your stomach, it can really stuff up the whole of your event. Oh, going to the toilet is so important. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean the food side of it. Just no, when, no, you're, no, when, when you're at the aid stations, they normally got your lollies, your chips, like at the Queen Vic, they have the coffee because they know that's on the home straight and where the 100K guys come. So you've got your coffees and you've got your like fruit loaf and like a, a mixture of um, food, like water, fruit, like who could eat blooming watermelon, um, fruit, like it, oh, like it, I know it's nice, but people like that, where or Coke, yeah, I had Coke, I'm actually, that was at, um, what is it, the city to surf, now that's a good one to do, because you have your Coke, not, I mean, drink Coke, not, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, we know what you can mean, of Coke, but then you go to the pub and have um, your Bundys and sausages on a roll. Love that. Love that. <laughs> I just, even seeing some of the things that they that were there was obviously, when I say the soft drink, and that's what I was trying to say, is it's really important that you pick exactly what's needed for your body. But that's why you train with food so you know what works and what doesn't work. And every runner, I'll say runner, 
well, yeah, I've got to say runners, this is just for the runners, they know what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes even though what you used to have, it's just good to have something as a variety at those aid stations. Oh, look, I feel like, yeah, packet of chips or something. Yeah, I was going to say, don't go start training with chips and soft drink. Nah, 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 nah. Well, people do, some do. But anyway, I think yeah. whatever works. Oh, but, everyone's different with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting because obviously with the aid stations, not only were for the 100K, we were able to be there and obviously for the 50 as well. What does it mean for having the support crew being there, giving you some prompts? Because I know, obviously, when you oh, love it, you when your granddaughter Ellie was there, you oh, kind of yeah. had that torn moment of like, oh, I don't want to leave. But then, obviously, the other stations where we, we were the last ones with your noodles, and you, <laughs> noodles. you love your noodles, and you're Noodle throwing it around. Noodles. Two minute noodles for those people that don't know. But um, yeah. yeah, what does it mean when it comes to those times when you see the crowd and you know because you've been out there for a while on your own, obviously amongst other run- runners, but what does those stations mean? Like, well, when you, you come into your aid stations, depending on whether it's like Lura, where that's where I saw Ellie and like Tash, God love her. I, I, it was just like, oh, just to see her little face, not being disrespectful to Katie and Greg, like even Greg to turn up on the start. I didn't know because Katie said, oh, dad's coming. I went, oh my God, that's because I normally I thought he'd be, he works on Saturday. So that was just beautiful. It is the best to see your family at those aid stations because that's the whole idea of them. Like for the 100K, Katie and Tash were my um, support team um, because you just need you need to have a support team just because your body is absolutely rooted and to whatever the case to where you are and to see them and just like just check in and just they, for them to be that calming when you're you look like deaf warmed up and just like oh yeah I just run here or I fell over or whatever and just to have that just that, that bit more motivation uplifting and you know you're doing well to when I saw Ellie getting back to that and I just didn't want to leave I didn't want to leave because I, I was at a real downer there because I was I, even though it was a 17k but leading up to that 17k it was just a section which I always hated and I know when I did 100k it was a breeze because it was the dark but because I just had a lot of um oh in my head just just over it i'm like i'm done physically and mentally i'm done but to see them and to see ellie it was like oh i don't really want to go. and i'm waving to her and she's waving to me for a little beanie little rosy nose and and i'm still running even though this foot's like ah oh. it was giving the pups but i just pushed through it it's like i know I'll, I'll see you soon but i appreciate that but it it is big it's huge to have your um whether it's your family or friends as other runners do just to have them for that encouragement and support just to flush out what's going in your head it's like it's like the Grand Prix when they turn in and they you know change your wheels but not the change wheel just like okay and you're sitting there going yep yep refreshed and all you know going through the whole spill to right let's go again whether one wheel's fallen off which the leg wasn't but let's keep going the wheel's fine and just to have that that little pep talk and <clears throat> that it jeez right and <laughs> <laughs> no no way throat was going off honey. <laughs> you look funny too. Oh, thanks. I love you. I love you. And it wasn't just us that gave you support in the Blue Mountains. You had a special note. That oh was yeah. Written yeah, in little tiger, Mister Palmer. God love him. He he did that for my. I think the first fifty. I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, he he does these little letters. God love him. Where it's just so cute. Where he does his. I never forget it when he met me. Yeah, it was me 50 when I he gave me a letter and he's running when I came out of the bush up leading up to the Fairmont and he's trying to run with me and he's like, geez, you're fast. And I'm trying to eat, laugh and talk, and, but actually save me energy. And yeah, he always writes these beautiful letters where this one, God love him. I don't know if he did it for the 100. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, but 
he, he's a um, GP's, no, he's not a doctor. He thinks he is, but I know. Stands here with his little stilettos, <laughs> shakes his leg. But he um, he used to do a lot of triathlons, I think. Yeah, he used to do a lot of triathlons. An old Coogee boy. <laughs> Coogee boy. So anyway, no, Randwick boy, whoever he is, he's down there anyway. But no, he was, in, he was all into his fitness and he was just... It was just nice, his little little letters that he used to give me. But this one, um, he had, he put his little message and his wife, Raylene, and his daughter, Hayley, and his her little son, they all wrote little things. And he put in this little sandwich bag and staple it. I went, well, that's really pretty. Anyway, I got to the stage where just after the Queen Vic, where I met you and Dad with my noodles all over the face. And I thought, right, I need a little bit of funny, switch this mind off. And I was reading his letter. Now, if you saw this incline... I, if any UTA runners on you and Adam, it's just a straight downhill. So I'm running with Gumby Foot with that one wheel coming off and um, reading his letter. And it was just so cute. It was just, it just takes my mind away. It was just, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, they're really good friends. And I've still got it. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, well, these friends that we're talking about, when Greg and I, that's my husband, we when we first got married, we moved into a little estate and they're our next door neighbours. And here we are. Coming up, uh, thirty-five years of friendship. Yeah. And I didn't want to have kids when I got married, but when their little munchkins came, I thought, all right, okay, let's go play. <laughs> yes. Oh, don't worry, we could definitely talk all about that. Mm. I um, no. <laughs> Move for another podcast. I um, I think it's so special. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's. Is really... it one speed or two speed? Oh, uh, four. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. There's lots of different settings. You know. Okay, let's go back to what we're talking. <laughs> let's go back to you. It's about you, not about me, yeah. my vibrators. Yuck. <laughs> so it's so beautiful that you've got not only the family that have been there, you've got, you know, the online community with Strava, you've obviously got coaches, physio, you've got you know, your friends. Hope cartons. <laughs> your what? Hope cartons. Oh, your hope. At least you've got hope. I hope. Yeah, they're, they're definitely sponsored. Mary Lou, you. we're going to get Druin <laughs> and my brother. <laughs> oh, my days. So you've got such a beautiful, really beautiful connection when it comes to running and, you know, that keeps you going. And obviously you want to have that goal when you still keep running to your 80. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Can I just throw this in? Oh, go for it. For the 50K before the event, I was out there at the Blue Mountains, me normal Thursday and going along this stretch. And this guy was just sort of running, walking, oh, like old guy running towards me. And I'm, uh, I was just walking because I was eating and just stopped and we're just talking. God love him. He just turned 82 and he was tossing up whether to do the 22 or the 50K. Now, it was just, that's my goal. There, then, then. Just to hear that guy say his age and I told him mine and just told him what I've done and he just lives up at Lura. He goes and plays golf, but he loves – It's not. this is not his first time to do that event, but he just loves showing, like, his medals to all his grandkids. And I thought, wow, isn't that – I just said I was just in awe and just – I could be just standing there, even though I know I should be running, but, like, I know. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You don't come across someone like that. And But to see not only him but even all the other running events, when you see these elderly people – um, doing it, and I just think, good on him, and that's that's my goal. That's that's you know. So we had a good old chat. God love him, and he did it. He did the twenty two, at age of eighty two. He was the only one. So yeah, but he was tossing up to whether to do the twenty two. But he thought, no, I'm a bit stiff, and I'll just stick to the twenty two. And I thought, God love him. 
Yeah, I'd be doing a 22, stuff the 50 <laughs> at that age. But that's that's what I mean. There you go. That's when you put your mind to it and keep active and, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's interesting as well because the not only did you introduce me to two of your friends. Two, two. two of your friends. Uh, yeah. Who? The night before. I've forgotten their names. And I've, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Craig and Marlene. I was like, I don't know the names. Yeah, you know I don't know who you're talking about. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so that's from my running group. And God love her. She was doing her second hundred and he was doing his first 50. And God love him. They were just relaxed. They're in their 60, 65, I think, or 60, yeah, 60, 65. And just beautiful people. I've always known Marlene and just um, Craig. With our running groups, like we always, Wednesday mornings used to turn up at six and run around like a blue house fly. But it's more just that connection with the with the commu- with the, the group that's there, whether, you know, I could never keep up more, but that's all right. But anyway, but there he is. God love him. She's just talking. And when she did her first hundred, I gave her all my inspiration, oh, not inspiration, gave her my ups and blows about, you know, Pissed doing it. Advice. Yeah, that one. And polls and just information to Craig. It was his 50, uh, first 50, but he was having, um, he was just sitting there when I took, because I brought our dinners down to uh, be microwave down there at our hotel, where we were staying. Um, and next minute, there they are. And he's sitting there having a glass of Sab Long. And I'm like, oh my God, look how relaxed you are. I'm like a friggin' nervous wreck and stressing the hell out. And, and the just... night, night before the run as well. Yeah, laughing. yeah, this is the night before because you never drink. You never drink. Um, well, this is me. I never drink the night before, that week or months or whatever. But um, yeah, you just relax. I suppose I should have had a little glass of red, but it's just that impact the next day. Yeah, and obviously it's a. We know that drinking alcohol is dehydration. Yeah, and we yeah, don't want to yeah. go into a massive event no, 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 from it. But no. I, I oh, feel any like, event, really. Yeah, when he said that he had the best night's sleep, that part is kind of like, oh, I wonder what theory comes behind that. Yeah, I'd, well, I might do it because um, in September I'm going to take this little woman. She's going to do her first 9K uh, bridge run. It's like the Black Malls. So she's gonna, I'm going to get her a little little body going and um so i'm gonna have a drink the night before that one just see <laughs> i shouldn't say well, this it's a, uh, i know it's a 9k but still when these k signs you see like when it's up the mountains the mountains are a little bit different because they're like oh my god that's three it says three k's to go but even though it feels like it's like you know five or six k we're same down the city it's just the k's seem longer but just i thought yeah there you go i'll have mm. it then i think you promoted that as such a big event and I was like oh god your events are so much bigger because what do you have coming up in October okay I'm doing the Bondi to Manly which I've always wanted to do like a beachy run this will be interesting but anyway it's an 80k run so yeah we'll see how we go (laughs) I think it's it's amazing because that run for me is going to be are we going to like it or dump it (laughs) what like it or dump it. <laughs> I was like, are you with us? <laughs> so, obviously, <laughs> the run that we're doing will be such a warm-up for you, but it'll be obviously... No, but still, it's it's just... Um, no, but like with my other daughter, she's a runner, and like we, she did the 22 and hubby. But for Katie, who's not not putting it down, but she's not that... Like, she can run, but she's not sort of... Not, not not a run as such. She's more into lifting the weights and looking at those guys with big muscles and go, hey, look at me. Or, yeah, sp- spread those cheeks and, where are you coming from? 
I hope the eardrums were okay from that. Um, yeah, so she's got her other form, but I, she it's just a little something she's always wanted or wanted to do and it makes me feel proud. So, yeah, so we're just going to, whether it's a walk, run, but just to have that a sense of achievement running across the Harbour Bridge, which I've done in Lane 3, just remember me, Lane 3, going across the Harbour Bridge. But no, but just to do something and just, hey, it doesn't matter about the time, just get from A to B. Oh, all right. Well, I've done AFL, so like I've done no running, guys. Make mum say no. I don't. I don't mean like that, but to like an actual run event. Yes, you do run. I've never gone out and just gone. Okay, I'm going to go for a run. And every time I do, this is interesting part. Yes. Every time I do go for a run, I injure myself. So I cannot wait to try and fight this barrier and just go no. But if anything, I just think it's so amazing that you are obviously resting and recovering from that run and obviously you'll work towards your next run. And then what's next for Nettie? Like I know you've got the ADK, but what events are going to be next for you? Um, look, I I must admit when I came across the finish line of what I just did, the 50K, I said, look, that's it, I'm done. And like even Nadia and me are both like, we're just a bit over the mountains. But uh, I don't know. Look, I think let's, there's been a lot happening for this year so far and I want to do this run with you and hopefully all goes good for October for, for that run um, and just see how the body is. Like I, I can't I, – I'll always still keep running just for the training but just we'll just see what life – what happens with um, yeah with me, my body and just what, where I'm to with life and family and everything. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. I think – I know actually, yeah, I'd like to – I'd, I'd like to do, I know, the London run or Hawaiian run, like something like that. I've always wanted to do something or there's something that my brain's gone dead because one of those hope estate cells have just downed it. Yeah, mental blank. But anyway, who knows? Oh, New Zealand. Do the New Zealand run. Yeah. Tarawara. I so know a lot of my friends. Yes, Nadia's done it. God love her. Yeah, I honestly could see you going overseas, and that's like a the only transition would really be. Yeah, it'd be interesting because the climate yeah, because yeah, like I, the packing of what you need yeah, to make sure you that's, got the that's all that. But just well, your packing is amazing. I am such <laughs> one of the best packers, really. I am. I just pack very light and just yeah, naturally a lot of undies, but just very good. You might just have to buy another bag just for your supplements. No, it's for cosmetics. I know. <laughs> my cosmetics, God, I've been to an airport. I've been to an airport. It's like I've never been to an airport. And my cosmetics, my cosmetics were like I think three kilo or almost, yeah, three kilos in cosmetics because when they weighed it, they said, look, can you take some account? And I went, no. And so I don't know where we were. So I, I had to take, once I took my cosmetics, then it was underweight. So it was, yeah, three kilos, my cosmetic bag. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, a lot of cement <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> So, Party. But that's okay. We are, we're going to help you with your packing because I've done lots of traveling where I've just yeah, she's, my Yeah, she's going to help me pack because we're going on a little trip in July to little Ken, Canada, uh, Alaska with our little good friends, Ray and GP. Looking forward to it. Woohoo. Yeah, I was going to say, you're saying we, but I'm not a part of that. So, no, yeah. she's not. She's looking after our woofles, Malibu and Rusky. Yes, our, our puppies and our doggies. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you've done such a, an amazing really incredible length of running what is something that's obviously inspired like who inspired you was it you just living in the farm or i think no i just going back from school days i never this is going to sound really stupid i think it was primary school i got um back in those days where um what's his name not mr bean we had the green um that's my man 
Green, yeah, I know, that's her man. The green and yellow tracksuits with the stripe come up. Ah, what do you call it? Long, you know, like, what do you call it? Your, um... I'm just thinking of the Olympics. That's not Remember my dad had his tracksuit, the velvet one? But look, anyway, I had this, oh, I don't know the material, but anyway, it was that sort of um, where you... Gold member. Yeah, I felt, I felt like, yeah, at young and I'm at home living with parents and I had this green and yellow tracksuit and I felt like I was, you know, like representing Australia. So I used to put it on and go run around the farm with the cows chasing me to the horses to, um, not the horses, where'd they come from? Oh, no, <laughs> Riding on the horses, baby. Did you, you No, because one of, yeah, no, I did. See, I do have, it's funny, even when I'm running, then it's, there's no alcohol, but even when I'm running, I just nod out and I think, okay, wow, did I, the mind just went blank. I went, okay, we're up to this stage. <laughs> but no, um, to, uh, where are we up to again? <laughs> You're talking about this random suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, my tracksuit. So, yeah, getting back to it. So I felt like I was I represented Australia and putting on this tracksuit, which, no, God, I was only about, I don't know, 10, 12 or whatever it was, and represented Australia running in this tracksuit. But it was just that motivation. So that's where it all pretty much kicked off to my only Joan in Wollongong, down in Thrill, and I just loved, loved, yeah, being in the bush. <laughs> and also being brought up the farm, I'm going to throw this one in, to um, I think, yeah, I used to sort of run down to down South Creek where mum and dad had the property and I used to, because dad was a butcher, a wholesale butcher, and I used to take a lamb chop, start a fire and started cooking my lamb chop and bark or something. I don't started know. Started a fire? Oh, my God. Well, no, to cook my lamb chop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, little cutlets. That's what a farmer girl does. Yeah. That's good. And use the bark to wipe your bum. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously <clears throat> you were inspired by a young age, what inspires you to keep going? Health. Me, the age, my... Be there for all my family members and just to live life to the fullest because, yes, that saying, we've only got one life to live and we're on this earth once and only and I've seen not nice things um, with passing my family members to close friends and I know that that day is going to come for me one day but in the meantime... Let's go and have a good time and enjoy it and look after ourselves. And that's why I do what I do and just keep moving forward. Love that. Love that. Do you have any final words for people that obviously are runners, not runners, people your age, just anything you want to leave as a little netty note to people? Yeah, look, I just want to say I, I'm no expert or anything. Look, I do what I do. And look, like I said before, whether you're a walker or just the to my age, older, younger, or just listening, just look after yourself and be true to yourself and give yourself that time to do things for you that make you feel good. And I know, and I'll say this, I always love a good sweat out. Um, and I don't mean that in the bedroom, but I mean just a good sweat out to just do what makes you feel happy and, and surround yourself with good, loving people and enjoy those meat pies and whatever Gatorade or orange juice or cup of tea or the lemmingtons or a good straight red beautiful they well, did good you did very good yeah i really appreciate you being on here and look i thank you for inviting me to aboard your ship and yeah i hope you enjoyed um flying tae so now it's time to fasten your seat belts because there's more to come there is definitely more to come yeah. and i just really want to appreciate everyone that's tuned in and would love to hear your comments about yeah, I'd like um, to see what they say. <laughs> we're only, we're only little. I'm only just me, and yeah, trying to be open from the heart and not look. This is only haven't even finished my first glass, so just it is. It's not easy sitting here talking with your daughter and trying to be open, trying to get that brain going because it's to me. I'm just yeah, just me.
Nettie yeah. New. And that's all you need to be. It's just you. Yeah. But you've obviously got a lot to give as well. So Yeah, yeah. No, I do. And I'm I'm happy for whatever Katie gets. I'm happy to, to help to whatever. Love that. I'm sure you will definitely be on again because there's more topics for us. Oh, to yes. About. Yes. Not the ones that... That thing. <laughs> Not the sexy conversations. Oh, you know, God. That, well, you know, that would actually make a lot of views for people to come and tune into. But <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'll well, only ever let you be on here for things you're comfortable with. But I really appreciate your time. And that red wine went down so nicely. No, thanks. Sweet. And Thank you. really proud of you. And I just, I can't wait to you just to keep achieving these goals and reaching that highest goal of, Run to your 80 and I'll be there by your side yeah, every no. time. You'll be running past me. <laughs> I'll be throwing me walking stick or my artificial leg or something. Yeah, well, these shit. Yeah, leg all of a sudden. Yeah, here. Hang on, that's not my leg. That's my leg. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but thank you so much for coming on and I love you dearly and yeah, really appreciate your time. No, thank you, sweet. I really appreciate it. This has been very awesome in the Qantas TAA business classroom and <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it and a little bit of funny, but no. Really appreciate it and proud of what you're doing, sweet. No, I appreciate that. Thanks. No, um, thanks. No, don't cry because I don't want to. It's right. We're all good. But no, thank you, everyone. I really appreciate your time and jumping aboard. Until next time. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I truly appreciate it. And you deserve to feel heard, seen, valued, and supported. Book in your next date with me by subscribing to our podcast and take a peek at our show notes for all the links you might have missed. Until next time, bye, my love.